All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh. And I want to thank uh, both Ben and Chris for taking a moment to do the show tonight. You know, they got to work out. They got to go to dinner. They got to watch the finale of Love Island or whatever the hell it is. So, you know, it's uh, it's one of those busy, busy times of year as it is for many people. And uh, anyway, lots to talk about, uh, with the Steelers and, uh, we kind of, well, not we, I kind of purposely, um, delayed on doing the show this week. And, and the reason for that is simply because there wasn't a lot to talk about with the two practices that had to be canceled and, and rightfully so with the passing of wide receivers coach Daryl Drake, um, a very, very sudden thing. And, um, you know, again, uh, we'll, we'll get into much more of this, but uh, there wasn't a, a ton of stuff to discuss in, in terms of football, and it just really didn't make a lot of sense for us to to have a show. So here we are, and uh, we'll certainly talk about that um, and also the game coming up this weekend, preseason week two um, at home Saturday night against the Chiefs. Uh, Chris, how you doing tonight out there? That's pretty. It's uh, 109 today, so it's a hot one out there. Oh, 109, 109. Boy, that's uh, that's that's hot. Uh, it, it was about 75 here today, and that's not hot. I'll take it. Uh, and, uh, Ben, how are things out there in the Pacific Northwest? Good. Everything's Nothing to good complain about. Everything's yeah, well, hunky-dory. Hunky-dory, a term not used nearly enough, quite frankly. Um so guys, let's uh, let's get into this, and, and obviously there's very little good about it. Um, uh, Daryl Drake is a longtime uh, assistant coach in the college ranks and in the NFL, and he had been with the Steelers um, for a little more than a season. He came on last year after um, the great uh, Richard Mann retired. And uh, really, I mean, continued what Coach Mann had done. Uh, the receiving core was excellent again last year. And, um, you know, quite often when when these types of things happen, um, you find out a lot about people that maybe you didn't already know. And, um, you know, so I, I'll just kind of go into it with that in mind here because a lot of people were learning about Coach Drake and, um you know, I think the important thing is these coaches are so much more than just guys that, that teach and yell and scream at these players. There, there's a lot more going on there. Um, Chris, what uh, what was your initial reaction? And, and I mean, have you had to deal with something like this with a, a coach or somebody like that, you know, passing away during a season? Um, my initial reaction, my jaw just dropped I, you know, in disbelief. I didn't really understand what was going on and just, uh, just in awe. I mean, like the entire day, my stomach was kind of, um, just seeing all the players upset and it just, um, yeah, it, it sobers you up. So, um, you know, I've dealt with something like that. My, my calculus and multimedia teacher died like in my lap, my senior year of high school. Oh, um, God. he just, yeah, he just like collapsed and I'm just, trying to help him and he ended up passing away. So, you know, having to replace him all year, it was tough. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, ever since I, it's, it still hurts, um, still miss him, but, yeah. uh, um, it's all about moving forward. It's all about doing things, um, you know, for them and, um, and just moving yeah. forward. 
Yeah, for sure, man. What a what an unbelievably bad experience. Jeez, uh, Ben, uh, your initial reactions and and like Chris, do, have you had to deal with something like this? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I've had family members die, but that's sure. You know, that's an entirely different thing altogether. Uh, but no, not a coach, not a not a mentor. Uh, the thing that that seems to be impacting the Steelers is that Drake's reach went beyond the wide receiver room, uh, in particular with Ben Roethlisberger, who he'd been encouraging to be. Uh, I'm trying to look for a better word than passive aggressive. Uh, he'd been encouraging Ben not to be passive aggressive, but to be direct. Direct, yeah. And and speak openly in the locker room and on the field when he was criticizing players. And, you know, it may have very well contributed to the drama with AB last year because it was something that Drake was encouraging Ben to do. And yeah. and Ben has, as I understand it, he has evolved. And he's he's been what people are terming a better leader as a result. So, mm-hmm. you know, everybody was impacted by this death. That's all I'm saying. It, you know, the, the from the O-line to – to the wide receivers, to the guys in the defense. The, the guy who seems to be talking about it the most openly and almost immediately was Alejandro Villanueva. And that kind of yeah. makes sense. If he, he did a couple of combat tours and he's seen yeah. people die and knew them, I'm sure. And so he's, he's kind of come to terms with how to process death and, and, you know, not, mm-hmm. not take it as, as hard, maybe or not internalize it. I don't know. But but deal with it differently. How to process it differently than than the guys that that were taken by surprise, and everyone was. I mean, the, the guy went to sleep sure. and didn't wake up. I mean, how do you yeah. how do you prepare yourself for that? And then you know the, the other thing, the thing to really take from this is take care of your health. Take care of your health. I've been talking to my parents about this for I don't know how many years, and my mom just doesn't. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, she's we have longevity in my family. And I, I think she just kind of thought she could get away with it. And, you know, she's suddenly getting old. And it's like, well, you know, if you had done more for yourself mm-hmm. over these years, you wouldn't have had to worry about this. So just don't take it for granted. That's all. You know, it, you can go at yeah. any point. Tell the people that matter to you that they matter and and do the things you want to do. You want to get done. Don't put them off and take care of your health, man, because you can go at any point. Yeah, you, you can. And, and I, you know, a lot, a lot of emotion for me too. And, and uh, seeing this and, you know, I, I, one thing I always try to do is I try to uh, rather than just throw out a knee jerk reaction, which I am guilty of plenty, but I, I try to put myself in the position of Mike Tomlin, I try to put my position self in the position of the players, and and you know what, what that must be like to to go to sleep and know that you know your next day you got meetings, you got practice, you got all that stuff, and and all of a sudden the whole thing is just completely discombobulated, and not only is your routine, and of course NFL players are so routine oriented, not only is that thrown off, but you're also dealing with the fact that you've lost somebody, and it is very obvious, as you alluded to, the fact that he had a reach much greater than just the wide receiver room. Uh, um, Big Al, uh, 
you know, was was one guy doing a lot of talking, but but I heard some comments from from other guys too, the the secondary guys. I heard uh, one or two of the defensive linemen talking about how important this guy had become. Um, and you know, and I think too, and it's probably cliche, but we know a lot of these guys come from unfortunate circumstances. They they don't always have fathers around, and this guy, I think, in many ways, was a father figure to a lot of these guys in one way or another. And uh, so it's not just losing the coach; you're you're losing a mentor, you're losing somebody like that too. And um, you know, so I, I, I'm not going to get into the speculation game here of, of anything more than, um, uh, you know, we just wish him well. I'm not going to start getting into what happened or anything of that stuff. That's that's not for us to do. Um, as far as, you know, the moving forward part, I, I think Mike Tomlin is definitely, you know, doing that. Um the unfortunate reality is this is life. Uh, the NFL is, is a business and business has to go on. And, um, you know, there, there are a couple of options that they seem to have as far as somebody to come in and, and take over the wide receiver coach's job. But, uh, when, when that happens, it'll happen. And, and we're not, uh, we're not going to worry too much more, um, about it. Um, you know, Chris, did, did you get a chance to see some of the photos and videos of practice the last couple of days? Um, just photos here and there. Um, I, I've been just so busy and yeah. I, I just, I, I just read um, who I trust and who is there um, right. in terms of what's going on. But um, yeah, nothing, uh, nothing out of the ordinary right now. Yeah, it was just, uh, you know, Ben, I, I know you saw some of those photos of, of Ben Roethlisberger kind of consoling Juju and, and you saw Ryan Switzer coming off the field. And I, he seems to me, of all the guys, to be the one most affected by this. And I, I don't know that for sure. I'm just going based on what I've seen and heard. Um, but it, it, it's been it's been one of those things, and I, I hate to say this, but I think people will understand what I'm saying. The positive of this is that fans get a chance to see that these guys are not just these gladiators that go out, kill themselves every Sunday, and, and that's all they do. They're actually yeah. people. You know, they are. They're people. Yeah. And and it's important for us to remember that. Um, you know, so, Ben, I assume you saw some of that, that footage. Yeah, I, I based upon what I've seen and heard, you know, and, and – it isn't that much, you know, it's not yeah. like anybody really, really wants to talk about this Yeah. when, when you yeah. inquire, but um, based on what I've seen and heard, Juju was the player who was most impacted by it. And he okay. still really isn't opening up and isn't, yeah. isn't processing it all that quickly. Um, you're, we're talking about a player who's very family Definitely. friendly oriented. And this was somebody who was very important to him. And all of a sudden he's gone. So, I agree with the point you just made, though, Mark. It it really does illustrate the human side of all of these players. And, you know, it's like Scarpino talks about when he comes on the show sometimes, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes players are going to react emotionally to all kinds of different situations and in all kinds of different ways. And, and we sometimes lose sight of the fact that they're human beings. Right. And this does serve as a reminder to all of us that they are. And, uh, you know, I, I hope that people take that to heart. Yeah, I do too. And, and, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, depending on, um, 
you know, your viewpoints. Um, we do need to move on and start talking about football. Um, and what I mean by that is we now have a game against Kansas City Chiefs coming up yeah. on Saturday. And um, if, if this were a regular season situation, uh, I, I think most of us would be extremely concerned about the outcome of this game. It's a very good team. We know what we'd be seeing, blah, blah, blah. But it is preseason. There's not really any game planning that's going on. You're you're still evaluating your own players. You're still working on your own offense and defensive schemes and things. Um, so, you know, Chris, what what is your expectation going into this game? And I, I don't mean win or loss, but I, I mean, do you think you'll see just a typical Steelers team out there, or, or do you think this will still linger uh, on Saturday night? Um. I think it's going to be close to the same uh, as last week, but I think, you know, with Rudolph starting, um, it makes sure that he gets with, with the guys that he's going to need to be, um, to have chemistry with. And also mm-hmm. um, guys who may have earned or lost reps, maybe from their play of last game. So someone like Ulysses Gilbert maybe has earned some more reps. Um, just as an example, um, yeah. maybe them com- kind of coming up and, and playing with, uh, you know, I guess better competition. Um, <clears throat> I would like, like to see that. Um, my expectation in terms of um, another player is Justin Lane, see how he reacts to having such a, um, a rough game last week. Yeah, I, I definitely. And I, I think he's got to bounce back. I think there's other guys that are going to build on. You mentioned Gilbert. Um you know, Ben, do you do you see any? Uh, did you see this team being a little bit different on Saturday night? Kind of getting that first game out of the way without their assistant coach there. Well, one of my buddies who happens to be a teacher. So what the hell does he know? Exactly, those, those idiots, are jackasses. Um, Completely. Yeah, uh, he he pointed out to me yesterday or the day before. Grief is a powerful motivator, and he's right. Yeah, but it can go yeah. one way. Or the other, it can it can either bring out your best, or you can surrender to anxiety and mm-hmm. fall flat mm-hmm. in your face. So I don't know what to expect out of this team. They may come out and they may trounce the Chiefs, and you know we may go, "Wow, this is a great team." And then you know Mike Tomlin <laughs> at the end of the game will go, "Yeah, we're not actually that good. We just had a lot of motivation tonight." Right, right. Or they may come out and just fall flat and and just not be able to get into a groove. I really have no idea to, how to know what they're gonna how they're gonna react to it. I do feel like the experience, you know, as yeah, as cliche as it sounds, it's gonna make them stronger and. You know, there's really no way around that. There's really no way to make that sound pretty because somebody just died. Yeah. No, I, I, I know what you mean. The experience of processing this will make them stronger and bring them closer together as a team. And if you're a sports fan, that's great. You you like it. You, you mm-hmm. don't like the fact that somebody had to die to make it happen. So it, it'll be bittersweet. Let's put it that way. But I, I think the outlook for this team is probably a bit enhanced overall. Yeah. Um, I know that Kansas City's got a great offense. I don't have all that much respect for their defense, not yet. Uh, we'll see what, what the season brings. I know they, yeah. they try to do some things to retool a little bit, but they were god-awful last season. And, uh, you know, 
yeah. until until they prove it, they're still god awful as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah, so they, they've we'll added some pieces, but yeah, you got to wait and see if it actually uh, transitions to the to the field of yeah, play. I mean, if, if if they can keep winning games forty five to forty two, you know, they're gonna uh, <laughs> they're gonna have a great record. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, eventually, uh, you know, it takes, uh, what, a New England to slow them down or something like that, as was the case last year, just barely. Um, You're listening to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh. And uh, again, this week, you can still get the Patagonia shirt, which uh, based off the Patagonia, uh, which is so popular with those kids these days. Uh, it's a nice looking shirt. And of course, uh, at 26shirts.com, they always give a percentage, eight bucks of every shirt sold goes to a very worthy cause. So get a great shirt, good looking shirt, comfortable as heck shirt, uh, and do something good at the same time. Chris, you mentioned Justin Lane, so I, I want you to talk a little bit about why you think maybe he didn't play so well, um, and then kind of flip it and talk about Devin Bush a little bit, a guy who um, many people considered had like the best weekend of any rookie in the NFL. Yeah, um, we talked about this last podcast, but I'll, I'll re, uh, rehash yeah. this. Um Justin Lane is a uh, press man corner, and, and he does well getting his hand on the receiver within five yards and rerouting and um, you know running with. Mm-hmm. Uh, his tendency to read the quarterback off man and then react uh, is not his strong suit, and that's what they that's what I don't know who was calling the plays. Butler or, or Tomlin was asking Love Lane um, to do, and, right. and that they were not attributing to his strengths. Um, as far as Devin Bush goes, um, he's extremely solid. Uh, he knows that he has to work on his uh, coverage, and he will. So uh, he should have had a pick six. I know he's hurting about that. So, <laughs> um, like to see him a little more uh, gluey, if I can use that weird Glu- word. Gluey. Um, yeah. Gluey. Kind of like uh, the kids in kindergarten on the first day of school. They're all gluey. Yeah. Um, and then another thing with um, with Devin Bush is not avoiding uh, blockers. Uh, make sure he's shedding and blocking – or sorry, sh- um, shedding and tackling, yeah. uh, hitting the gaps, just being in the backfield, being a leader, calling out the right plays, um, doing those sorts of things. Yeah, and, and you know, Ben, would you know, I know you're not going to say perfect, and, and we didn't last week after the game was over. Um, and, and Chris kind of alluded to it with Bush, but you know, what are the next steps for him? Um, because he, he's going to read a lot of accolades. He's going to hear a lot of wonderful things, but the kid's got to stay grounded because there's a lot more stuff coming. So what, what are you looking for from him this weekend? Bush is, doesn't seem to be a personality who's affected by accolades and by True. compliments. He seems to be a guy who remains pretty humble but more mm-hmm. most importantly he's he's very focused on the task at hand um i would expect him to be working on his coverage a bit he could have been a little better um yeah. and and taking advantage of those situations when the ball hits him in the chest because he was in perfect position there to get the pick six and blew it and he knew it and he yeah. fully acknowledged it um you know if he's in that position again i expect him to at least get his hands on the ball um <laughs> And, you know, 
there were a couple of points when he got blocked on run plays mm-hmm. uh, where mm-hmm. he wasn't perfect. I did not see any missed tackles. So uh, right. I'd like to see him continue doing that. One of the things that really jumps off at me and when, when I watch the tape is if he has an opportunity, if he has the time, he comes to a point of balance and makes a form tackle. He, unless yeah. the guy's running away from him or moving the other way and he's, he's got to make, he's got to jump at him quickly. In that case, he's going for an ankle tackle or something along those lines where he's not trying to blow the guy up. He's just trying to make sure he gets him on the ground. And I really like that about him. He's not, at at least last week, he wasn't really going for the big hit. He's not trying to make Mm -hmm. a big splash. He's trying to make sure he stops the ball carrier. Really like that in a linebacker a lot. Um, Yeah. So I, you know, I'm just, I'm looking forward to more of that. Um, I mean, we're nitpicking when we talk about his performance last sure. week because it was very, very good. Justin mm. Lane has got to get better. I expect them to try and make him adapt his game to off coverage again. And it makes sense. And people keep saying, well, they should they should put him in a position where he can play bump, you know, where he can play man. Mm-hmm. You know what? No, no, because they're not planning on starting him. So he's not going right. to get much playing time once the season starts. He'll get some reps, I'm sure, but he's not going to get much playing time. And the time for him to learn is right now while the games don't count. So, yeah, yeah, let him make some mistakes. It's okay. Let him grow. It's fine. He's a rookie. He's going to screw up. We can live with it. It's not the end of the world. You know, don't everybody go out to the go out and jump off a bridge because the Steelers drafted (laughs) another bad cornerback because he's not a bad cornerback. He's very, very talented. They just. They drafted a kid who who came from a program that was almost exclusively bump and man coverage, and that was it. And they're trying to make him an off off cover corner as well, so that he's got a versatile game. So don't worry about it. Don't sweat it. No, don't. He, he, you're talking about a former receiver too that transitioned in college over to corner. As you said, he plays the one style at at Michigan State, and and then also throw in the fact. It's the first preseason game. No, no, nobody is giving Devin Bush his Hall of Fame jacket yet. Nobody should be, you know, putting bust all over. Uh, I don't think they are uh, all over Justin Lane. At least I hope they're not. I mean, it, it, I sure hope he gets one. Don't get me wrong. Yep. Um, guys, the quarterback situation was announced earlier today. And uh, Mason Rudolph, and uh, I, I love that name, by the way. It sounds like he's a butler at the local uh, really nice house in town or something. The reindeer. Mason, yeah, there you go. The Rudy the reindeer. Uh, he'll start, and uh, Dobbs will relieve him, um, flip-flopping what happened last week. And, of course, that's going to lead everybody to, oh, Rudolph's the number two. No, I'm not reading into that yet. I think this is just an opportunity to give – Rudolph a little bit more time with some of the the number one type guys that he didn't have maybe last week. So uh, not going to read a ton into it yet. Um, so with that in mind, Chris, what do you need to see from Rudolph and Dobbs coming into this week? Uh, just building off of last performance, I think. Um, making those throws, keep your pocket poised. Um, you know, not taking unnecessary sacks. Don't hold the ball too long. Just, you know, taking command of the offense and just being the best quarterback um, possible. You know, watching mm-hmm. the, the the vocal leadership and, and seeing how they adjust to the plays and um, how they come back from maybe a bad throw or an interception or um, a tipped a tip drop ball or something. You know, make, making sure that they're um, 
doing what they can as a leader. So I'd like to see that, um, as well as them just you know sling it. I mean, throw it downfield. Um, it's preseason. Uh, get chemistry with some guys mm-hmm. uh, and just move forward. They had they both had good performances last week, and I want them to build upon that. Uh, ben, I'll, I'll just throw you the same question. I mean, what what do you want to see uh, from from Dobbs and, and Rudolph this week that that maybe they need to to pick up on from last week? Uh, I thought Rudolph played pretty well within himself last week. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I want to see how he plays with the other starters. Um, I, I realize that Pouncey's probably not going to play, and a lot of the starters. Mm-hmm. on offense aren't going to play. I don't know if James Conner's playing. Um, yeah, I don't really know what to expect in terms of, of who will be out there and who won't in terms of receivers. But I'd like to see how he interacts with Amon Creef, for example. He and Washington yeah. know each other so well that that's kind of cheating. <laughs> uh, I mean, it is. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Uh, I don't expect him to be able to throw – that deep out that we keep talking about very well. Um, yeah. I, that's just not his game. You know, that that's Ben, that's not Mason Rudolph, but as long as he plays well within his own strengths, that's great. Um, I'd like to see Dobbs be a little more accurate than he was last week. Uh, you know, we talked about the fact that he, he underthrew Washington on that long throw, uh, yeah. you know, anticipate that a little bit better. Uh, he's got command of the offense. He's got command of, of mm-hmm. the huddle, obviously. There's nothing really to worry about there. He uses his feet well in the pocket. So does Rudolph. Um, I echo what you said before. I think they're just kind of giving Rudolph a chance to play with the the first and second team guys and, and see how he responds. Um, there will be some people that are already going to be saying that oh, yeah. Tomlin oh, yeah. wants Rudolph to be the second team guy. And that's why this is happening. And if Rudolph eventually does get it, they're going to say it was, it was rigged the whole time, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Fine. Whatever. I just want to see both those guys play well. Yeah. Hodges, I, I, right. Hodges. I'm looking forward to watching Hodges again. The, the kid just loves football, you know, and that's fun to watch. I, I agree. I, I think, and I wrote about this this week, I think the fact that you've got more genuine competition at at a number of positions, perhaps a little greater than in years past, I, I think it's making each guy better. I think it's making the team better. Uh, you know, we, we went into this thinking this was just going to be a battle for, for that number two spot. Well, you know, look, Hodges is still a long shot. Let's not make any any bones about it. He's still a long shot. But he's making it interesting at the very least. And I and if I'm Randy Feekner, if I'm Mike Tomlin, I love that because now he's pushing uh Dobbs and Rudolph just a little bit more to to be on top of their game. And and I'm all for that. So um Chris, as far as the uh the injuries going on right now, um, you know, we haven't Joe Hayden has been very quiet. I, I think Mike Tomlin said a contusion, um, which a bruise, a boo-boo. I mean, who knows what the heck these words are these days. Um, you know, Pouncey and DeCastro both seem to be dealing with uh, some lingering issues. Who has um, a contusion? Joe Hayden has a contusion. Where? Uh, I, I believe it is the uh, injury he suffered last week, the the 
ankle foot injury that that he left remember remember when he was carted off the field yeah 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 so, yeah oh, apparently I thought, that I is it was just a mild ankle sprain uh if you've ever had a, a contusion yeah. um they're not they're not fun i i yeah. uh i've had a couple it's basically you like you have a dent in the muscle and it feels like a strain yeah. so every time you push on it you know it's like somebody's jabbing a knife in there uh yeah so that's 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 not fun uh once right. fell on some rocks when i was surfing and <laughs> had contused had a contused glute and i literally was i was bruised from about my waist almost down to my knee it, it was pretty nasty I, I, i'm trying to figure out what's funnier here the fact that you were surfing or that you have a contused glute yeah i had, had a, i had a dent in my ass Okay. Holy cow, man! Yeah. I tell you what, I'd love to see that on the old injury reserve. Yeah, report. it was it was really neat, unbelievable. Uh, yeah, Un- oh geez, I don't. Know. You know what? That's it. Show's over. Um, no, I'm kidding. Anyway, uh, so the the Chiefs will come in. The Chiefs did play some of their starters last week. Um, I, I, Chris, how, how much do you take if they if Patrick Mahomes plays, let's say, a quarter and a half? With his other starters, uh, you know, are, are it's not going to happen. That, you don't think so? No, he played one series last last week, and he was four for four, sixty yards. Um, Should have had a touchdown. Yeah, he's not going to play a ton. Okay, I don't think. so he, he's that already outlandish. Why yeah, he's he? already I mean, looking fresh. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. I just, you know, Andy Reid's been around the way so long. He's probably got a pretty good system with what he what he does with these guys, but. Um, you know, I, I I don't know. It's it's week two, uh, right? Yeah. There, there's not a ton of expectations on either side in terms of of wins and losses. Um, but uh, let me, since we're talking a little offense here, if Connor doesn't play much, even if he does, um, what about Samuels? What about Benny Snell? And and specifically, let's talk about Snell. What do you got to see from him this week? Because there were some like little troubling things I thought I saw last week. Yeah, he had a tough time getting going. Um, he didn't look very fast. He actually looked slow. Um, mm-hmm. I, need, I need to see the physicality we saw in college. I mean, he's got to bring that. That's why he was drafted. Um, you got to see that again. Uh, in terms of um, Jalen Samuels, I'm not worried about him. I'm not really concerned about him. I think that it's, yeah. it's um, Benny Snell and, and down on the depth chart um, for the rest of the way here. Right, right. And uh... – I, yeah, I tend to agree. I, I think that's pretty well solidified. Um, ben, if you want to address Snell, go ahead. But I'm also going to throw in the tight end situation. Um, what what you saw last week, what you hope to see this week. Go ahead. I hope to see Snell just run with a little more power, less yeah. finesse. I, you know, like I we talked about him running a sweep along the sideline and and getting taken down by a corner. That that's embarrassing when you're a running back. Moreover, though, he's not really a guy who's going to make a lot of people miss. I mean, if I were him, I I would have just taken that corner out and just kept going. Uh, I I don't understand it. He's a much bigger, more physical Mm -hmm. player. I don't know why he didn't do it. Uh, The tight end situation, you know, McDonald's not going to play. It doesn't sound like Uh, they're going to keep him wrapped in bubble wrap until the the, uh, regular season starts. I'm sure he'll play week three with the starters for a little bit. Uh, so we'll get extensive looks at Xavier Grimble, uh, Kevin Rader, and Zach Gentry. Uh, I expect that Rader will, in my estimation, still outplay Zach Gentry, and that 
the Steelers will do nothing to address that situation, that position before the regular season starts. Uh, let's all just hope that uh, McDonald's can stay healthy. Um, you know, we'll see. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I really don't. I, I, well, I, I think there's a lot of other people that are going to be surprised if they don't address it. Um, but I, I it just, I, I'm getting that feeling. I'm getting that same feeling that, that you're getting that they're not going to. And uh, I, I, I don't think it's the right move, but that's why I'm sitting here in my basement and they're running the Steelers. So, um, Chris, uh, what do you want to see from uh, Chooks Okorafor this week uh, after his performance last week? Definitely more physicality. Um, his sets, were, his sets were really wide. Um, honestly, he could literally improve every single aspect of his game yeah, to uh, to a tenfold at this point. Um, just more consistency, not letting up easy sacks, not letting up guys in the backfield so quickly. Um, he's got some work to do, and I fully anticipate him, uh, or I fully anticipate myself seeing him on offense a lot of the day. Is who I'm going to be yes, um, focused on. Yeah, I think he's going to get a lot of playing time. Um, see if he can, you know, get himself back on track. Uh, ben is is Zach Banner? Is he closing the the gap between himself and and uh, a quarter for it all? Uh, no, no. Okay. I <laughs> thought I'm Banner sure he, played pretty well last week. I thought he played very well last week. Yeah, uh, and I, I think he's he's lighter than he has been in a long time when he right. when he. When the Steelers signed him, when they claimed him last year from Carolina, he weighed 360. Yeah. And now he's down to 324. Uh, the guy's in better shape. Um, apparently, he's more flexible. He's playing better. But he's a right tackle only. Yeah. And oh, yeah. that alone will keep him from dressing on game days if they only dress three tackles. Uh, so, no, I do not expect him to to take to overtake a core of four. Oh, core of four. Um four. Yeah. Because he can play both sides. And yeah, and no, we've seen Chiefs play better. Yeah. We've seen Chiefs yeah. play much better. Like I said last week, we've seen him play better versus starters than he played, you know, last week versus backups. So I think that was just kind of an aberration. I'm I'm not really reading too much into it. For whatever reason he wasn't there mentally, he had a really, really bad game. I agree with what Chris said. He can improve on every aspect of it. Right. Let's see that happen. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I'm hoping for the uh, uh, aberration part and that it is going to be uh, significantly better this, this week. And, um, you know, again, these are great opportunities for the Fred Johnsons of the world who, you know, at, at guard, a behemoth of a man at guard, He's he did a great job last week, and he suddenly put himself into a position where people are talking about him he looks like a um, road you know, grader. He, oh my God, he he he's like a bigger version of Ramon Foster. I was wondering uh, if he could if he could learn to snap. I was like, I wonder if he could maybe play center in a pinch. Hmm, that's an interesting <laughs> question because uh, you know Hassenauer did not look real good uh, in my he opinion. Terrible. I mean, he, very nice kid, but man, he, he looked like he reminded me of Greg Warren if he had to play center. Yeah, okay. You know how Greg Warren was, you know, he's a long snapper. He's not real big and bulky. You know, he just kind of skinny and white arms and, you know, I don't know. Um, in any case, uh, Chris, I'm going to give you any uh, parting shots here as we wind things down. 
uh, on the show here. Any any final thoughts as we head into Chiefs weekend? Yeah, um, three players that I really want to see um, okay. against the Chiefs, and it's going to be three players who, who did not play last week, Deontay Johnson, Sutton Smith, and Brian Allen. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and let's just uh, talk Sutton Smith here for a minute because he was uh, kind of a darling of the uh, OTAs as they were moving him all over the place. They had him at H-back and stuff, and uh, a lot of fans were excited, and, and he's he's been dinged up. Mike Tomlin was asked about him and said, yeah, he's falling behind. Um, you know, I, I, I'm not closing the door on him by any stretch of the imagination, but um, you know, the old saying is, uh, you don't make the club if you're in the tub and, and right now that's kind of where he's headed. Um, so I'm with you. I, I would say those three guys and, and he's definitely one I'm, I'm looking at too. Uh, Ben, any thoughts on that as you make your final thoughts for the evening? No, I mean, we've, we've all pretty much talked about, you know, yeah. what we expect. Um, uh, I, I do want to see Johnson just because I'm, I'm excited to see him go out there and run routes. Yeah. Um, my understanding is he's had a little bit of a problem with concentrating enough to catch the ball. Uh, I want to see him get past that, obviously, sure. uh, and see how how he interacts with the quarterbacks and and how that relationship works out. Because that's that's super important. It's like a dance, you know. Yeah. It's the quarterback and the receiver have got to know each other, and uh, I want to see how well they get along in that regard. Um, really kind of looking forward to seeing Mark Barron have a better game this week than he had last. He had a, had a few missed tackles last week. I don't think he played particularly well. Um, so I, I guess we'll, we'll see what comes of that. Uh, he is going to be the dime linebacker, um, this season is my understanding. Vince right. is going to come off the field and, and he's going to be a dime backer. So, um, <clears throat> I guess we'll see what what happens. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you, and I, I think um, I think his fairly average performance was was kind of not talked about because there was so much focus on Bush at linebacker, and um, you know, talk about Ulysses Gilbert and and the negative stuff we saw with Lane. Yeah, Barron's performance was was very blah. Um, but uh, I, as we wrap things up here, uh, definitely want to see. Uh, you know, the Steelers do well. Again, I'm not real overly concerned with wins and losses. Don't forget, kids, the Detroit Lions once went 4-0 in the preseason and then lost 16 straight. So wins and losses don't mean doodly squat. And I just want to see uh, continued improvement in areas and and obviously uh, just see how the team overall handles this situation going into to this first game since the passing of Daryl Drake. And certainly we want to send – our best to his family and Steelers organization. Uh, we know it's been a tough week, and, and um, um, I'm sure those guys are excited to, to play some football. So you've been listening to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh. And, hey, go Steelers. Ravens suck. <laughs>